I'm just going to put it right here. Uh, but one thing that I've been thinking about a lot that I would be really curious to get your thoughts on, um, and I'm going to go with no mask, so you can tell on me if you want to, uh, is, like te- is telling the truth, right? How do we feel about telling the truth? In what situations do we need to tell the truth? And is it important, right? And the way that I think about it is you can think in terms of like the small little stuff, right? Imagine you're having dinner or eating with a friend and you're sitting across from them and they have something in their teeth, right? Or actually not even a friend, not even a friend. Take somebody that you don't really know, right? Maybe you just met them. Yeah, you just met them and they have something in their teeth, right? And you're in a situation now where you ask yourself, should I tell this person that they have something in their teeth? Or is that too uncomfortable for me and I'm just not gonna say anything at all, right? Does that make sense, that situation? So I'll stop there real quick and let's, let's get your thoughts. Raise your hand if you would be comfortable to tell somebody who's sitting across from you, just you and them, it's like, hey, you got something in your teeth. Raise your hand if you would be okay with that. Okay. Raise your hand if you would not be okay with that. Got it. Well, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Can you tell us why? Don't be shy. Just whatever. Like, what, what about it makes you not want to tell the person? It's all right. <laughs> Sound kind of shy right now. That's okay. All right. Let's take the other side. Like for the people that raised your hand and say that you would tell the person across from you uh, that they have something in their teeth. Why, why would you do it? Tell me why. We'll, we'll take hands. Because, um, well, if, if I had a conversation with them and the conversation was like, like where to it wasn't they weren't being rude to me then I'll tell them because I have no grudge against you so I wouldn't like I wouldn't let you go out and just get embarrassed because you got some in your teeth right. that's embarrassing right 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 Vern brought up a really good point there he said he wouldn't let that person go out and get embarrassed right because they would if you don't tell them that they have something in their teeth somebody else is probably going to tell them or they're going to find out the hard way because they're going to walk out and people are going to start laughing at them. Yeah? Uh, Mary, you had a thought? Speak up, please, so we can hear. I would tell them, though, because, like, they're right there in front of me. Like, I don't want them to go out. I'm getting ready to the bathroom and they notice that they have to fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right, one more. Anyone else that said they would tell? Go for it. I would, I would tell them just because I would want somebody to tell me. Right. If I have something to tell you for somebody, yep. I would want them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's a good point, too. Like, you want, yeah, I'll just reiterate what she just said. You would want somebody to do the same thing for you, right? You wouldn't want to. Another example, this one's kind of silly, but one of my personal, uh, nightmares or like worst fears 
is walking out of the bathroom with toilet paper stuck to my shoe. Has that ever happened to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> okay? So I know it's a silly example, but it's, it's, the idea is similar, right? Like imagine if you were walking with toilet paper stuck to your shoe and then nobody told you, right? And imagine if it was dirty. That would be terrible, yeah? So that's like the small stuff, right? And then all of a sudden you start picking it up into more, a little bit more serious things. And I put it in a way that I think a lot of you guys will understand. Hey, can you close the door? You didn't hear me. Adrian. AJ. AJ. Can you close the door, please? Pick it up. Pick it up. Okay, okay. I'll put it, this one I think will make sense to a lot of you guys, and it'll be interesting, okay? So this concept of snitching, we all understand what that means, right? Yeah. Right? You know, maybe you have some information on what somebody did that was bad, right? And I think most of us understand the concept of snitching means... Ranting somebody off. You're giving away that information to the principal, to the police to adults, parents, that kind of stuff, right? Like, if I caught Vern stealing bag of chips and I went to go tell his mom, you could call me a snitch, yeah? Mm -hmm. Right? Now, we also understand that a snitch is, uh, is not something we want to be called, yeah? Mm -hmm. Would most of you guys agree with that? Yeah. But the flip side of that is, what if the situation is important enough to where we feel like we, like we have no choice but to tell the truth, right? And let's try to think of an example together. Let's say, let's say that I know, let's say Vern is a, a driver, right? Let's say he has his license, okay? And I'm his, I'm his friend, I'm his good friend. I see him every day. Maybe we ride together in the car sometimes. And I know that he drinks before driving, okay? I know this for a fact. He has two beers, et cetera, et cetera. So he's under the influence, right? Now, me as a friend, I know this information, and I'm the only person, right? Nobody else in his friend group knows this, but they all get in the car. Nobody in his family knows this. If I tell his parents what Vern is doing. Do we think that's right or wrong? Right. 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 right? But we could also call me a snitch. Yeah? yeah. Mm -hmm. So my question to all of you is like, how do we separate that, right? Like, how do we... How do we say what needs to be said while avoiding the, the label of being a snitch. Like, is it so important to not be called a snitch versus telling the truth? And so I'll, I'll pose that question to you guys and we'll see, we'll see what you think. But does that situation make sense? Yeah. Right, you see your friend doing something that they're not supposed to be doing, yeah? Mm -hmm. They could hurt themselves, but you're in a dilemma. You're the only person that knows and you're like, damn, I really don't wanna be a snitch. Because if I say something, I know everybody is going to be like, yeah, why'd you expose Vern like that? Why'd you rat him out? Yada, yada, yada. Okay? But in my 
gut feeling, I thought that was the right thing to do. Okay, so we'll see what you guys think on that situation. Um, the, well, that situation or like how we can like get it being different? Either way, whatever so, you want to uh, speak on. Oh, uh, I think we can get it from being different. Like, so, about <coughs> like me stealing. If you see me stealing and you tell my mom, like it depends. I, I feel like it kind of depends because like if, say if I stole like multiple items, then yeah, that needs to go to my mom because like that's like horrible. But like I stole, cause like you can get caught on the snitch off of like something little. But if I stole like, say if it was like a little play action figure mm-hmm. that was like barely like an inch or two tall, mm-hmm. something like that, and I just put it in my pocket and you see me walk with it, then I feel like you'd be kind of called a snitch after that, mm-hmm. um, because it was like something little. Right. And I feel like the only time somebody should uh, call somebody a snitch is if it's like a huge thing. I mean, not if it's, if it's like small thing. A, yeah, small thing. small thing. That's what I meant. Small thing. Yeah. But if it's like something big, and like it can actually lead to something with like getting you in trouble or like it needs to get out before it can hurt like somebody like really bad. Yeah. Then um, you can tell somebody, and I feel like you should be called a snitch for that. Right. So just to kind of summarize what Vern said there, I think he pointed out that there's a distinction, yeah, between like small stuff and the big stuff. If he just steals like one bag of chips one time, and that was the only time he's ever done something like that, and I went to go tell his mom or dad, you could call me a snitch for that, right? It's like, come on, man. Like, why would you, why would you say that? But if, if he was like a repeat offender... Did it all the time, stole everything, right? Money, clothes, jewelry, yada, yada, yada. Then what you're saying is that that would be a better situation to tell somebody. Yeah? yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyone else? What are your thoughts? Like, how do you feel about that situation? How would you handle that situation? Like, if you knew, if you had a friend, a close friend that was doing something they weren't supposed to, such as... Uh, driving under the influence, right? Do you have thoughts on how you would handle that situation? It's like a first time thing. I don't think, you know, it's that big of a deal, but if it's like a repeat thing, maybe I talk to them about it. Yeah. And then, you know, if they kind of pass you off, it's like, you know, if they kind of just ignore it as well. Yeah. Got it. If they ignore what you're saying when you get to the point of telling them that that's not right. That's not right. Yeah. Yep. I feel that. Anyone else? It's all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get Tough. See you later, Michaela. Um. Okay, so this is good. So that's kind of like, uh, let's say, like a serious but not so serious example, right? And then the last one that I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on is like really big picture, but we'll see if we can, we'll see what you guys think. We'll see if we can get there, okay? So one of the things I personally think about a lot is when is when the government or let's say like mainstream news outlets 
put out bad information, right? Like they're trying to convince you of something. They're trying to say, uh, fast food is not so bad. Fast food is actually healthy, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a silly example, but hopefully that kind of relays the point. Like imagine if, uh, you know, all the news that you listen to, ABC, CNN, all the newspapers, imagine if all of them said, yeah, fast food is not that bad. You should go and eat fast food every day. That's totally fine. You won't have any health complications, right? And let's say the majority of people actually believe this, right? But you're a person that has, let's say, done a lot of reading, done a lot of research, and you know for a fact, at least based on the information that you have available, that fast food is actually pretty bad for you, you can get overweight, you can get diabetes, you can get other health complications, right? But everyone around you is saying that you're wrong. It's like, no, fast food is actually good. And they kind of make you feel like you're the crazy one for saying that fast food is actually bad for you, right? And I guess the situation that I'm trying to describe here is like, it's you versus the group, okay? And I've talked about this a little bit before, but if you're new here, just as an example, uh, another example, let's say all of us in this room believe that the earth is flat, okay? All of us, except David. David comes in here and tells us, hey guys, you should look at pictures of earth and you would be able to tell that the earth is not flat. But all of us in this room are trying to tell him like, no dude, you're crazy. Like all of us agree that the earth is flat. And so I guess my question that I wanna pose to you guys is, one, have you ever found yourself in that situation where it was you against the group, okay? And then two, if you haven't, how do you think you would respond in a situation like that? Like, do you think, see, because the reason I ask is because the way that people describe this is that it takes a lot of courage to be able to stand up to the group for a lot of reasons, right? Um, We don't wanna isolate ourselves, okay? We want to be cool with the group. Like, we want to be part of the group. This is just human nature, right? Like, if you can imagine from little being little kids, even till now, all, a lot of what we try to do is to, to be part of the group. We want to be cool. We want to have a lot of friends. We want to be in all the different circles. And it's, it's not fun to be a loner. Right? Does anybody know someone in their life that's like always does things by themselves, always hangs out by themselves, doesn't really talk to other people? How would you describe that person? That's you? That's you. Okay. You know someone like that? Yeah. Um, well, how would I describe that person? Yeah, how would you describe that person? Um, I don't know. I feel like they might have went through some stuff I made and feel like that. Yeah. Um, or they just don't feel like getting into stuff because they know what having friends would lead to. Yeah. Um, no, but like sometimes I get like that, but then 
uh, people that like bring me out of it and remember, like I remember that. That you have people. Friends, yeah. 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 Um, that makes sense. But yeah, I know people like that. Got it. So let's get back to it. How do you think you would respond in that situation? It's you versus the group. You're the only person that believes something and everybody else is trying to convince you. Like, do you think you're strong enough mentally to stand up to the group? So we'll, we'll pose that question to you guys and we'll see what you think. Kishan? You want to tell us why? Right. 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 Beautiful. Beautifully said. I, I think that's that's pretty spot on. Right? Um, I think I would what depends what are my uh resources, like where'd I get my information from if, so if like if I they were talking about something I didn't know that well and I might have just heard of it like once or twice, I would maybe just stick with their saying because I don't have no resources like that right. are Factual, like facts. Right, right, but right, if right. I knew something very well and I've looked upon it like multiple times and they told me something, I would stand by my sock, like stand by what I said or what I think. Yep. And make it seem like I know because most likely I would know. Yep. Wow. That's actually very mature uh, response. So, respect. So, I'll try to recap what Vern just said so that you guys. Was everybody able to hear him? No. You guys in the back? Feel like you can hear him? No? So pretty much what he was saying is, if it's a situation where he doesn't have a lot of information, right, he might just believe what he's heard, right? But after he's been able to actually look at the facts, study the information, and then come to his own understanding of whatever it is, then... Even if the group is telling him something different, he would stand by his, his thoughts, his position, his opinions. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Wesley? Oh, no, I just... You didn't have thoughts? Oh, um, I, I think I agree with Vernon, yeah. If I don't have enough information on whatever it is we're talking about, yeah. I just kind of go with what I'm, you know, I hear from them. Yeah. All I hear otherwise. Yeah. You know, I can tell you a better yeah. Yep, got it. Um, this is all good stuff. So the reason I bring this up is because, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but it, the group wasn't really that big, but we'll go there, okay? And it, it, it's related to COVID, okay? So what I'm gonna say might be a little bit controversial depending on the information that you have been exposed to, but you know, we'll see what you think, okay? So, there's a lot of questions on if what we've been doing for the past two years has actually worked, right? And I'll take, a, I'll take an example, like the masks, right? There's not, at least, so based on the information that I've been exposed to myself, there's not really a lot of evidence that masking stops the spread of COVID, right? Now, again, let me just preface everything that I'm gonna say, like don't believe anything that I say, 
right? This is just me talking based on what I've been exposed to. But that's what a, a decent amount of people are saying. And, well, not a decent amount, like a, well, a decent amount now. Maybe like a year ago, it would be like a small group of people that would bring up something like this publicly, right? And that's kind of why I asked you guys, like, if it's just you against millions of people, like, do you think you have the courage to speak confidently about what you feel, right? And there are people out there, scientists, evolutionary biologists, virologists, people that study viruses, medicine, yada, yada, yada. And they've been saying for the past year and a half that, yeah, we don't know if masks really do anything, right? But they say these things publicly and everyone comes after them. Everyone says that they are uh, an anti-vaxxer, uh, a Donald Trump supporter. Uh, you don't care about the people that are dying from COVID, right? You're a murderer, you're this, you're that, right? And I know this is a little bit extreme, but that's something that's been happening in the current times and me personally, the only reason I bring this up is I don't know how to handle that. Like I can say honestly, like I'm not, like just speaking on this right now, I feel a little bit uncomfortable because it's like for the past two years we've been told, what have we been told? Mask up, six feet apart, right? Wash your hands, do this, do that. Hey, Miss Dixon, Hi. you looking for someone? Yeah, two people. Are they in trouble? These kids? No, um, we're just talking. Good. Can I have uh, Eli and his Ricardo here? Can I take them or? Yeah, if you oh. need them. Oh, I'm married to Hey, girl. <laughs> you coming down upstairs for a little bit? Or did you guys want to stay? You guys? Uh, are you coming home? You need help with something upstairs? Yeah, there's no one who's going to stay. Oh, Mia! Wait, you're recording this, right? I am recording this. Um, oh, my God! No worries. Are you going to post this on YouTube? I will probably. Well, this one, it depends. So, Ms. Dixon, do you need them right now? You well, should take I, them. You should take them because I don't want to get in your way. No, because it looks like they're engaged. So, um, <laughs> I would say tomorrow, but it's Friday. Okay, uh, yeah. So, I guess one, you guys can come back to my classroom tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. I'll let you know passing through. Only, be, I'm sorry, you're recording, right? No, it's good. It's good. Uh, I'll let you know we passing can cut through it out. only because I have to record <laughs> things. Via, we'll chat. I forgot you have a sibling in my class, too. So, I did, you know, I thought it would be nice if you were up there. Um, so, maybe I'll pull you guys tomorrow. I'll just go ahead. Up to you. Uh. Sorry, what are you for? Okay, so for quick contact. Sorry, sorry, no, no worries, no worries. I think it's cool. So pretty much, uh, uh, once a week, I'm doing this discussion, right? Where I'll bring up a certain topic, mm -hmm. and I'll speak on it for a little bit, and then we'll we'll talk about it as a group. We'll have like, I'll have questions to probe them, yeah. see what their thoughts are, and we'll just kind of go from there. The, today, we're talking about telling the truth, like in small situations, big situations, and then like societal, yeah. right? And I was just recently getting into COVID uh, stuff. I forgot, yeah, I major was like sociology. Sociology, that's yeah. That's why it's like, wait, what made you do this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just because or are you back in school now? Just because. This oh, is me. That's a great idea, though, yeah. This is me just 
talking about things that are interesting in my own reading and personal life and then I'm trying to convey it in a way that might be interesting to them and it's optional it's right yeah. I told the aces kids like hey well, they look like they're interested so it's good you know you can edit this right I'll read yeah yeah absolutely he knows that's why I'm still kind of here too otherwise I would have ran out yeah exactly but um yeah I told all the kids like hey if you want to participate you can you don't have to it's not mandatory it's not optional oh, I'm not holding anybody Yes. Oh, yeah, that, I was looking for you. I was over here. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is really cool. And, yeah, it's good. The first week, we talked about the brain, sleep, exercise. Second week, we talked about uh, heuristics, decision-making, judgment, mental blind spots. This is the fifth week. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Eli can make his own. Maybe I'll have people do this with my suit, but you're down here permanently now, right? No. No? No. They need to come up the stairs, maybe, and stuff like this. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, come on. You stay in front of him? Yeah. I'm over here. You need to go? Yeah, just come back whenever you. Me, I'll get you with you. Yeah, just come back. Like 4 30. Yeah. You have my number if your parent comes, right? If whose parent? If their parents come. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can let you. But Mary's going to come with me, so she's okay. good. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay. So where were we? We were talking about COVID, yeah? So yeah, the mask thing. Look, so my understanding is like, hey, if you want to wear the mask, if you feel like it protects you, by all means. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to call you crazy for it, right? But that's one thing that it's a conversation that people weren't even willing to have for the past two years because they were so caught up on stopping the spread of COVID, right? And that makes sense to me. It makes sense probably to most of us, right? Like, you don't want people getting sick. You don't want people around you to die, right? That's the worst case scenario. You don't want to spread it to your mom, your grandma, your cousin, your sister, whatever, right? But is, so here's the question for you guys. Is it right for that? Is it right for us to stop the conversation just so that we feel security? Just so we have that sense of, safety and security like hey i don't really care about your opinion on the mask like whether or not it works just do it okay imagine like that's kind of the message that has been portrayed to us for the past two years like let's not talk about it let's just do it because people are dying covid is a thing it's spreading fast okay just do it don't complain about it i don't want to hear what questions you have and if anything when you ask a question, people might call you crazy. Or again, they'll call you a this or a that, a murderer, whatever you want to do. So, like, I guess the question that I want to pose to you guys, and be open with your thoughts, be honest. You know, I, want, I really do want to hear. Is it, is it right for us to stop the conversation? Or should we, do you think we should be able to talk openly about those things? I feel like we should probably be able to talk open about it because... Um Somebody might have an idea that's more brighter than having to wear masks. And personally, I think masks don't really do too much because of other things like touching. 
even if they say six feet apart. But um, yeah, I don't think I think uh, we should be able to talk about it. That's actually pretty profound, both of you guys, so. I feel like we should be able to speak our opinions on, you know, different things, but because of how, I guess, the world is right now, it, well, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to say this, but it's like, I'm not sure we can. We can. Because if you have, and if, like, let's say, even if you're an adult, right, you have an opinion, or it doesn't matter if you're an adult or kid or anything, if you have an opinion that maybe differs from other people, mm -hmm. and like you said, it separates you, it isolates you yep. from the main group. Yep. And that can be harmful to even, for, for me, yep. if I had, it, like, if I had maybe, if everyone agreed on one thing, yep. and you were crazy if you didn't believe this thing, yep. and I... I, and if I believed it, it'd be like I'm I'm, I'm the student body president of the school. That could ruin my reputation. If yeah. say I was in seventh grade, if I tried to run again, oh, that's the guy that 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 that's the guy that's crazy. Right, right, right. He's he, weird. He's yeah, stupid. yeah. It, it's just I I think it can ruin reputations, and that's why we feel safer just kind of nodding he, our heads at everyone else's. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think all of those responses were pretty, pretty profound. Does anybody else want to share before I get into some thoughts on that? Okay, so I'll just take Wesley's first. Um, so he pretty much said that even if you have an opinion, it's really hard to voice that opinion because there's this, there's like a reputation that you have to uphold, yeah? And if you do speak up against the group, Wesley, you gotta go. That was you. Tough. Tough. Hey, I'll put I'll put this up on YouTube. I'll send you guys the link so that you have access to it. Okay. Thank you. Um, I wanted to see you, Wesley. Well, Thanks for your sharing your thoughts. No, yeah, I appreciate not, it. I kind of wanted to go against what he said about um, isolation and uh, them not like accepting our people not accepting you into the group because you have a different opinion. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, if the group that you want to be in is judging you based off of an opinion, you should, like after that point, you shouldn't even want to be in that group because right. it's people judging you, like I said, based off of an opinion. Right. And people that think um, since you can't agree with them over an opinion, which is something that you think of, just you. Yep. Um, that they're just fools because you can't just judge people off an opinion. Right. So like say if I just said cheese pizza is nasty, yeah. somebody else is cheese pizza is amazing. Oh, you're out of the group. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. stupid. Yeah. So that that is a really good point. But I think so. Imagine this, right? Let's say at your workplace, like let's say all of you have a job at your workplace. 99% of the people say, no, 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 we should all be masked up. 
Everybody, right? Double masked. Just do it. And you're the one person in your workplace that says, yeah, I don't know about these masks, right? You say it, you make it public to the people that you work with that you don't really know, not even that you don't agree with the masks, right? It's just, you say, you don't know. I don't know if these masks work. And then you get fired, right? That's the reality that some people have dealt with for the past two years. And Vern, I totally get what you're saying, but I only bring this up as an example of how when the stakes pick up, it's really hard for people to step out like that. You know, obviously, if you feel like pepperoni pizza is the best and I feel like cheese is the best, it's easy because it's like, what I have I got to lose to say that cheese is the best? You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're my boss, you, get, you cut my paychecks, right? But if, if, if that was the situation where you were my boss and you believe in the mess, I'm the employee, I need the money, right? I need the money to live. Am I really going to be that bold and be like, yeah, I don't know about these masks? You know what I'm saying? So what would you say to that? It depends if you know your boss like that. So if I know my boss like that and I know they're going to get mad over me saying something like, like that, then I would just find a friend that I know like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually know that's not just going to wrap me up to somebody and be like, oh, he said this and that. And it spreads around the whole workplace. So I would just tell a friend, because obviously I want to get my mind off to somebody. Yeah. So I would tell uh, that one friend and like have it not go around public. Got it. That's a, that's a good way to sneak around it. Anyone else have thoughts on that? Or if you find like another job, maybe just quit that one. <laughs> yeah, you, know. you could, you could. And no, that's a good point. You do have options. But then for some people, they don't have options, right? Like, it might be really hard for them to find another job. Maybe that's the job that they've been working for most of their life. And then all of a sudden, they're in this sticky situation where they, they have to keep their thoughts to themselves, essentially, right? And I think one of the things that came to mind when Wesley was talking, he said, he was talking about the reputation, right? Like, if you speak out against something that goes against the group, that's your reputation, right? And since we're already on the topic of COVID, like, let's go, okay? Let's say, <laughs> let's say that I was of the position that like, hey, let's go to the vaccines. I'm not sure if the vaccines work 100% as they were described to us, right? I don't know if they stop you from getting COVID and I don't know if they stop you from spreading COVID to other people, right? When people say this publicly, their reputation down the drain, almost immediately, right? Now, are you guys familiar with this term cancel culture? (laughs) Right, you're canceled, right? And most of us, we probably make jokes about that, yeah? Like, dang, you said something out of pocket, all of a sudden, canceled, right? But this is like people's lives that we have to deal with here, right? Let's say, again, you're just a regular person, uh, and then you put something on social media, 
or Twitter, yeah, social media, Twitter, you say something publicly to a large group of people, and then all of a sudden, you get fired from your job, um, everybody that was doing business with you, if you're a famous person, stops doing business with you, right? And then all of a sudden, they start attacking you. And there's a term for this called character assassination, right? They'll try to say, again, you're a racist, you're a murderer, you don't care about people dying, right? Even for just asking the question, hey, do the vaccines really work as well as they were described to us, right? You're just asking the question. You're not telling people like, hey, the vaccine is poison, the vaccine is this or that, don't do it, stay away from it, right? If anything, you're encouraging people to get it, but you're, asking, you're just asking questions, right? And that's kind of what I brought up earlier, like, is it okay for us to ask questions? And I think Wesley was pretty spot on because that's the reality of the times. We, it's really hard for people to feel comfortable to speak up when they know that there are consequences, right? And again, it's this idea of the individual versus the group. Like if I know that if I say something like, oh yeah, What's this guy's, the rapper's name? NBA Youngboy, is that, is that the name of the rapper? Like, let's say all of you guys liked him, and then I didn't. I was like, no, this guy's trash. Don't listen to him. He's whack, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, you guys kick me out of the group. You're like, yeah, he's Ryan. He's not cool. He's not hip. He's not with it. Right? I mean, that's kind of what I do with my mom. Like, like so I'll play, like, some of, like, EBK Young Dog or something like that. Or I'll play Youngboy, and she'll... because it's all part of telling the truth, right? If you know something, if you've been exposed to something, and you know that this information could be valuable to people, right? But you know that if you say something, the world is going to come after you, right? Like, are you willing to put yourself in that position, right? And it's something worth asking yourself. You don't have to answer like openly right now, but it's just like a, it's like a thought experiment for yourself. And I'll give you guys a couple more examples. A couple more examples. So last week we talked about how Russia, Russia used to be called uh, the Soviet Union, right? From like 1919 up until, I wanna say like somewhere in the 1980s, right? So they were pretty much a, a communist-type government where they had a, a corrupt, tyrannical leader, 
You guys know, you guys know the person named Joseph Stalin? No. You guys ever heard that name before? You, you know him? What do you know him as? Like, how would you describe him? He was one of the what? One of the most ruthless people ever, right? Estimated somewhere between 20 to 50 million people died during this time. So from like 1919 up until the 1980s. Was it because he killed them or just, they just died or something? Well, he didn't kill them with his own bare hands. But his, let's say his people, his government, his police, his military, that kind of stuff. So like he had a, a war somewhat with, I don't know if it's anybody fighting back, but yeah, like you can call it like a war somewhat. Mm, you could call it a war, but they were, there wasn't any conflict necessarily. Like it wasn't like the Soviet Union versus no. U, the United States. Although that is a separate thing, but in terms of what he did to his own people in his own country, you could say it was a war on his own people. And so the reason I bring this up is because, okay, so 10, 20 to 50 million people died. Like, how did they die? What happened, right? And there's a lot of history to this, but I'll try to explain it to you as best as I understand it. I won't get it perfect, but hey, we'll, we'll try to, we'll, we'll go for it. So pretty much before 1919, Russia was a, was a monarchy, an absolute monarchy. So what that means is that they had uh, what they called a czar, which is another word for a king, okay? So this person had 100% power over all the people, okay? And obviously they have their, their people to facilitate government. So you have like, they call them the nobles, right? The church is also like high status in society. So they kind of, they have money, they have wealth, they have power. And everyone else is all, let's call them peasants, right? They're just working just to survive. They barely make enough money. They're probably living in poverty, right? And so up until that point, it wasn't looking good. And all of a sudden, there was a revolution that happened to overthrow the government. Okay? And I'm leaving out a lot of details here, but that's essentially what happened. They overthrew the government, and in comes this uh, new, they called it, so it's the communist government, right? And the communist government describes themselves to be for the people, for working class, regular people that want to, that want to distribute money and wealth to everyone so that it's equal and everything is fair. Right? And that's how they describe themselves. Daniel already left, yeah? And then anyone that disagreed with them, right? Anyone that disagreed with them was killed, was sent to prison, or, well, yeah, that was pretty much it was killed or sent to prison to work pretty much slave labor for like 10, 20, 30 years. And more likely than not, they died in these, they call them prison camps. Concentration camps? Well, that's, 
it's, that's the idea, right? It's like we'll round up a whole bunch of people, we'll lock them up, we'll make them work, we'll give them barely enough food to survive, and more likely than not, we're gonna work them to death. So basically, they're treated like the Jews mixed with slaves. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Just for speaking out against the government, right? Like, so I come in, let's say I'm Joseph Stalin, right? And I'm trying to promote this communist government. It's like, no, no, no. Give me all the power. This is how, this is how it would feel. Give me all of the power. Let me make the decisions so that everyone will, treat it, will be treated equally and fairly. And you'll have enough money. You'll have enough money. You'll have enough money. Right? And anyone that disagrees with that, anyone that questions that, you get locked up automatically. No questions asked. No, like, did you really mean it? Are you sure you want to say that? It's like, as soon as you utter the words, it's it, it's over, it's done for you, right? And one of the things that they described, like when we look back at this like period of history, is that there were a lot of people that knew what was going on, right? They knew that even though that the government described themselves as being for the people, they knew that they were locking people up in the background. They knew that they were killing anyone that spoke out against them, but they weren't willing to tell the truth. So it's basically like China people that we talked about last time? That's right. That's right. China is the modern day example. Uh, and we can get into that. And that's pretty much why, that's what I've been thinking about a lot personally, and that's why I wanted to get your guys' thought on it. It's, COVID is not so extreme, right? But COVID is similar in my opinion. Like, here we are, we have this, they call it a narrative, right? Like, get the vaccine so that you can protect yourself and your loved ones, right? And that sounds, that sounds reasonable. That message makes sense. Get the vaccine, mask up, six feet apart, wash your hands, sanitize so that you can protect yourself and your loved ones, right? And anybody that questions that, even just a little bit, like we're gonna make your life hell, okay? We're gonna call you a whole bunch of names, we're gonna say that you don't care about people. And that situation makes it really hard for people to ask questions, okay? And COVID is not so serious because we're not just throwing people in jail, but a lot of people that study these situations in history, they, they call it a slippery slope, right? Like, if we aren't willing to speak up for things like COVID, and what happens if, let's say, worst case scenario, the government starts to get a little bit crazy, and if you say that the vaccines don't work, or if you just ask questions on it, all of a sudden we start locking people up. All right? We say, you can't go here, you can't do this, you can't speak up, we're gonna take you off of social media, you're not gonna be able to work, right? And, all of these things make it really hard for people to speak up. 
And I guess the, the lesson that people try to describe to, the, the lesson that historians and philosophers and people that study these situations try to describe to people is like, tell the truth, right? Even if it sucks, even if it kicks you out of the group, ideally, you want to tell the truth. Whatever you have to say, say it. And for a lot of people, that's really hard. It takes a lot of courage. Again, we, we started from the small example of like, would you tell somebody that they have something stuck in their teeth? And there was one person that said that they wouldn't. Right? If we had 100 people in here, maybe like 20 would say that they wouldn't. Okay? And then you start to pick up the situation into more serious things, right? Um, if you see that the government is locking people up just for asking questions, are you willing to speak up about that? Are you willing to be open and honest and say how you feel? And that's something I've been thinking a lot about. I don't have a perfect answer for it. Like me personally, again, just having this conversation with you guys is a little bit tricky. Like let's say there were more adults in this room, like the school staff. I don't know if I would be talking like this, okay? Because I know... If you speak up, you will get in trouble most likely? I would probably get in trouble, right? Or people are going to start judging me. They're going to be like, huh, this Ryan kid is trying to put the kids onto some conspiracy theory, crazy information, right? And he's trying to, he's trying to tell the kids otherwise. Which, I hope that's not how you feel. All I'm trying to do is just put out some ideas, see what you guys think, and hopefully you can kind of incorporate that into your own life, into your own thinking, so that the idea is to be what people call an independent thinker, right? And I think Vern touched upon this, Keyshawn touched upon this, is that it's pretty simple. You're gonna research things on your own, you're gonna look at all the information that's available to you, and then you're gonna come to your own decisions, right? At first, maybe you'll, you'll just go with it um, if you don't know a lot, right? But at a certain point, you do have to start looking into things yourself, you do have to say, hmm, is what they're telling me really the truth? Do I really agree with this 100%? Do I want to just go with the group just because it's the group is saying this is true? That's my hope for all of you guys in bringing this up. I'm not trying to tell you, like, don't wear masks or don't believe anything that's being told to you. That's, that's not my approach, right? All I'm saying is like you guys said, look at things as best as you can and try to come to your own understanding. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'll stop there. Based on what I just shared right now, what do you guys think? Let's take the, the Soviet Union example, like, how do you guys feel about that when I bring that up? Again, you have a situation where 20 to 50 million people were either locked up in prison, died in prison, or were blatantly assassinated, again, just for speaking out against the government. 
and you had a lot of people that knew what was happening for years, right? But were scared to speak up about it. Like, what do you guys think about that? Can you repeat that question? Yeah. So you got this situation where the government is locking people up, millions of people, for no reason, right? Just for asking questions. And this has been going, it, it went on for almost 40, 50 years, mm -hmm. right? And not everybody, but there were a certain group of the population that knew what was happening. Yeah, it's all right. That knew what was happening, but they didn't speak up about it because they were scared. Like, what do you guys think about that? Well, I think about that. Well, I think everybody, it's like as soon as you found out that people were getting locked up and stuff was happening to them because they were talking about it or saying stuff, like once you realize that you're an adult and that you have a power like to do something, like get away or something, then that's what I would do. I would leave, either leave wherever that's happening at. <clears throat> or if I can't leave, then just keep quiet and try to just trick myself into thinking that I'm gonna believe that he's gonna like how you said give us our give us like equal amount of money and um, yeah give us like what he promised he would and just hope and pray that he actually would and not fake out on us and just take all the power and just we're just left with nothing. Right, right, right. So just to clarify that second part, you would either try to speak out. Oh, the first part was you would either try to speak out. Mm -hmm. No, speak out. you wouldn't speak out. Okay. I would try to get away. Like, leave. Oh, leave the the place. Yeah. Got it. Or the second part, you said you would try to convince yourself that what they were telling you is true. The, yeah. That they, they would actually do what they said they would do. Before you got all the power, yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. You had a thought. I I feel like. Anything you can't control nothing but what you want to do for yourself. You 
can't control anybody else's opinion but your own. So I feel like we're kind of like in between that. We're in between of the government trying to control us, yet we still speak out, so it's kind of hard for them to do. Yep. So yep. that's where I see it. Yep. <laughs> no, I think all of that was pretty spot on, to be honest. Um, to touch upon the first thing, this idea that they're trying to control us, it's like, even that statement alone sounds a little bit crazy, yeah. right? But it is something worth asking ourselves. Like, are they trying to see how far we're willing to give up? Yeah. Like, how much are we willing to give up? And another example that I brought up to the kids last week that was somewhat related was post 9-11, right? Uh, post 9-11, they put into law this thing called the Patriot Act, where they let, uh, they, they put all, they created all these government security agencies, yeah. and essentially they had access to all of our personal information. Yeah. Who we called, who we texted, where we were, Right? They could access, the government could access it at any time. But most people would say at that time, well, that's fine because we want to protect ourselves from COVID. I'm just from COVID, from terrorists, right? And you can see the same thing happening now where it's like, well, people are willing to give up their privacy, their personal freedoms, their choices, their opinions to feel protected from COVID. Yeah. And to touch upon the last part, this idea that all we have is our opinion, I think a lot of people that have been following this closely and been paying attention to it say that is the, that is one of the most crucial parts of America. Your grandma's here? All right, I'll see you later then. Yep. Um, this idea that the First Amendment is free speech pretty much. Free speech, freedom of press, freedom to protest, right? And what people will say is that they put that first because that is probably the most crucial thing for a society to truly be free. Because for most of human history, it's been the government controlling information. Whether it's like a modern day government like the United States or China or Russia, or if it was 200 years ago and it was just the king, or it was the church, right? We also know that the church controlled a lot of information uh, back in the day. They said, oh, if you don't believe everything that we tell you, if you don't believe that God created the world and God did this and that, you're a, you're a witch, right? And we gotta get rid of you. So that's been the case. Sorry. No worries. That's been the case for most of human history. And yeah, that's, like I said, that's the beauty of the United States is that each of us have that right. Like it, it is part of our, the Bill of Rights, the first one where if you feel like the government is doing something wrong, it is your, like the people that founded this country said, it's your duty as a citizen of the United States to speak up if you feel like the government is doing something wrong, if you feel like they're manipulating power. Um, going back to when you would, when you ask the kids, would you speak up if you had to or be quiet? Um, it's, it's hard to kind of like answer that because say you, 
it is a tough situation. It's like, how far are you willing to let things go and happen in front of you as you're watching it? And so you have to just stop and be like, yo, like, this is not cool. You have to say something. You know, and for everybody that, to answer to that question is a little bit different. Um, I had an example that I just came to mind right now about uh, the Donald Trump situation. Let me see if I can remember what I was going to say. Speaking of Donald Trump, I don't. Uh, I just thought about it with the thing about um, not like liking people because of their opinion. I just thought about it, and sometimes I do that because, like, if I had a friend or like if I knew somebody that said that they liked Donald Trump and they supported everything he did for us, I would look at them sideways and be like, "Are you serious?" Like, yeah, yeah. We had a chance of being friends, but I don't think I really want to be your friend because yeah. of everything. Uh, he did, and you you're now agreeing with what he did. Yeah. Because to me, I'll take it as if it's like no. Some people they would think of it nowhere near as like uh, serious as how it was with the Nazi doing what they did to the Jews. But then at that point, I would take it like as if they were like agreeing with, with the Nazi um, going against the Jews. Mm-hmm. So then I would look at them and be like, like. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't like him after that. Yeah. And I wouldn't even really, so much, I would talk to him, but I wouldn't so much of even get close to him or call him as my friend. Right, right. Unless if they, I wouldn't say if they come up with an opinion of it, because then I still wouldn't like him because of that. But if they even bring up facts of why they liked him, and they start making it seem like they know him, and how they, they um, know everything he did, like all the supposedly good things he did, mm-hmm. then like I would really that would really bring it to a point where I don't really like him like that because of the fact um, I feel like they were just trying to get around the fact of everything horrible he did. Not to me that seems make like it feels like that's everything that he mainly did was everything bad and mm-hmm. like wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but in their eyes, supposedly he's just this great person. That did all this and that for um, the country. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, and I think that's the case for a lot of people, right? Like, if I just came in here and I told you guys, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump two times, 2016, 2020. I didn't do that, okay? But let's say I did. Immediately in your mind, a lot of things would probably be going on. Yeah, like damn, like this guy likes Donald Trump. Like that. The assumptions, things that you right? were talking about last time. Yeah, like it just happens automatically, right? But then, I think from what I'm understanding from what you're saying, like, let's say we talked about it a little bit more, and I actually told you, like, okay, I like Donald Trump for these reasons, X, Y, and Z. Like, would you be a little bit more open to that? Then at least you would be able to have that conversation. At that point, it would be not an argument, but it would be me as doing a somewhat of us going back and forth yeah, yeah. as a debate. Yeah, yeah. Because of the fact that. I know everything, or I know like a lot of things that he did wrong, right. and you're just trying to make him seem like he was a great hero and this and that. Right. So it'll be like us back and forth. Yeah, back and go forth. Back and like forth. as a, a, we were in a debate. Yeah, then that, I think that's that's perfectly reasonable. You have your opinion, I have mine. Let's see like what we agree with, where we disagree, and we'll kind of go from there. Um, 
I remember the example that I thought about in terms of going back to this topic of like free speech and people should have the right to say what they want to say. So get this. In, um, are you guys familiar with the organization called the ACLU? Okay. So it's the American Civil Liberties Union. So I don't know exactly when they were founded, but the idea with this organization is that they are like a public, public organization to defend the rights of like regular people, right? So anything when it, that pertains to personal freedoms, such as the ability to protest, the ability to speak your mind, they would defend that, right? Um, and again, this is because governments tend to be more corrupt. The legal system is really complicated, so you need people that understand the legal system that are willing to speak out on your behalf, right? If you don't have the knowledge, if you don't have the education, if you don't have the resources, right? Um, in like the 1960s, 1970s, the ACLU in, I wanna say Pennsylvania, defended the Nazi, a Nazi group's right to protest, okay? So there's this small town, I forget the name, but you guys can look this up, like just do a Google search, ACLU defends Nazi group's right to protest. And this is here in America, and this is 1960, so it's after World War II where we know what happened, we know that the Nazis did all these horrible things to the Jewish people, right? And coincidentally, it happened to be a town where there were a lot of Jewish people and the lawyer that was the head of the case defending this Nazi group's right to protest also happened to be Jewish, right? And long story short, his explanation of it was even though I know this group did a lot of horrible things and a lot of people aren't going to like this, they still have the right to protest. And I think what they did, uh, I don't know the details, but they pretty much did like a, like a march, right? Like they walked through the city, they had their Nazi uniforms on, they probably walked around with flags. And I wanna say it was, it was a peaceful thing, like nobody got hurt, it wasn't violent or anything like that. But obviously still very controversial, right? Like imagine 20 years after the World War II happened and you're letting these people just walk through like this, and that was the explanation. It's like, we have the First Amendment for a reason. People, people, at least in the United States, at least in the United States, that's what our country was founded upon. Everyone has the right to say what they want to say. Right? And there are, there are certain limits to that, right? Like I think an easy example that I've heard is you can't walk into a, a movie theater, for example, and say fire. Like that's not okay. Yeah, like if you walked into a movie theater and you yelled, there's a fire happening right now, apparently that's not okay. So you could go to jail for some of that? Or you, you could, something like that. that. You could get in trouble. You could get in trouble. I don't think that's a thing. Like, I mean, everyone will run out the building. So, I mean, uh, it's not like it would be a bad thing. Even though calling the police for non-emergencies is um, illegal, but <clears throat> I still think that shouldn't be something that's like illegal for somebody to just walk in and say fire. Yeah. Oh, it's a fire. Yeah. Because then, like, if you look on it, it's funny. It's funny because you, you're taking it seriously, but if 
you uh, fast forward to like a couple years later, you're gonna look back on it like, oh, that was a good joke. Like, right. I would want to pull it out somebody like if everybody wouldn't take it too seriously. Right, right, right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. So I think that might be like a super specific example. I think the idea is you can't. Um, I don't know how to put it exactly. So this is my fault for not understanding it well enough. But I do know that another one is you can't openly call for violence against someone. Like I can't get on social media and put out Vernon's address and say, everybody, we're going to Vernon's house at 8 p.m. tonight and we're gonna beat the heck out of him. Cause that's the threat, yeah. Right, that's something that you can't do. That, that's not okay, right? But if I have an opinion, it's like, well, Vern, I don't know, man. He's not cool. He's uh, clumsy, this or that. I can say all of those things. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because we do have the First Amendment, we do have the right to free speech, but there are certain limitations to it. So it's not like you get to just say whatever you want all the time. And I think that's where the debate comes in, right? It's like, like how far is too far. Where is the line that we draw where you can say as much as you need to say, but we stop at a certain point. That part is tough. Um, but again, just bringing this up because here we are in a time where, like we've touched upon for most of this conversation, it's really hard to speak out against the group, but we can't forget that the founders of this country described it, they believed themselves that it was our duty, right? All the citizens, it is your duty to speak up if you feel like the government is corrupt. And a lot of people today will say the same thing. It's like, it's there for that particular reason. You're protected, right? And it's tough, because if you do, you're gonna get everything thrown at you. They're gonna try to make life so miserable for people that you're not even gonna try to do it ever again. You're like, damn, like, I don't wanna go through all that, right? Anybody know Joe Rogan? I've heard of him. You've heard of him? How much, how much do you know about him? Is he a comedian or no? He's a comedian, he does podcasts, he yeah. does the UFC stuff. Yeah, I know, I don't know, I just know him like funny. Yeah, he is pretty funny. You said the guy that does UFC, like, is he in UFC or is he like- He's a commentator. So for like the big fights, he's one of the people that will, will to commentate, yeah. speak while the fight is happening. Uh, but anyways, I bring him up because, so he has a podcast, right, where he talks to a whole bunch of people, all kinds of people from all different walks of life, scientists, comedians, UFC fighters, this and that, like, it's just all, everything. And on his podcast, he has had, uh, he has had people that don't, agree 100% with promoting the vaccines. Like for example, there's one guy that said, we don't really need the vaccines because there's a whole bunch of other medicines that we can take that are uh, very low risk and widely accessible. Okay, so that's one person. His name is Peter McCullough if you're interested. You can look it up. Uh, there's another person, his name is Robert Malone. He actually was part of the the research that went into the current vaccines. Like he was a, a lead scientist in all of it. And he himself went on Joe Rogan's podcast and was saying, 
I mean, pretty much long story short, he was saying, yes, if you want to get the vaccine because you feel like you're at risk, like you have a compromised immune system, you're a little bit older, that's fine. You should definitely do it. But where he was saying that we should be a little bit careful was with kids. Because, again, don't believe anything I say here, right? Like, do your own research, do your own due diligence. But what he was saying is kids are at very low risk of severe COVID and dying from COVID, okay? Now, if you're sick or if you're a little bit heavier or if you have other you know, situations, medical conditions already, that's a different situation. But if you're a regular kid, you're pretty healthy, you're not too overweight, you exercise pretty regularly, for the most part, if you catch COVID, It'll be like the cold, like the flu. And again, I know, even just saying this, like, I'm like, ugh. I know people are going to look at me weird. But that's kind of what it is, right? Like, most kids get it. And we talked about it last week. Like, a couple of kids, and you weren't here, but, and then, yeah, a couple of kids were like, yeah, I got it. And I barely felt anything. But the way that I, it was described to me, it was like, oh, my God, if I get it, it's going to be the end of the world. Right? And I think, look, if I were to give the other side some, some benefit, is like COVID was a weird thing where like everybody responded to it in their own way. Like some people got really, really sick, all the symptoms, cough, diarrhea, vomit, whatever, uh, lack of taste, lack of smell. Other people was like, oh, I had a sore throat for like two days and after that it was done. Okay, so. All that to say, he had these two people on the podcast, right? Again, their names, Peter McCullough, Robert Malone. Robert Malone, again, was this person that actually was part of the research that went into the current vaccines. And he himself was saying, I don't know if we should be vaccinating kids. Primarily because one, they seem to be pretty okay. And then two, we don't know what the long-term effects of this vaccine are gonna be. Now look, I say that, I get a little bit eh, but to me, if I remove the emotion out of it, it seems like a legitimate argument, right? Like the vaccines were created in, it was like six months that they had them ready. The research, again, just to give like strength to the other side of the argument, the research has been going on for a long time, like probably 10, 20 years, to get to this point where they can make, to, be, to make this, right? But they got it ready in a really short amount of time. And this idea that all the information is available on what's going to happen a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, it's, it's not available. So it's kind of like, it's very misleading to say, well, yeah, we understand everything that there is to know about the vaccines if we haven't had the time to watch and observe and study people that have taken it. Yeah, it's, oh. I was just going to say, again, I only bring this up because Joe Rogan had these people on his podcast and pretty much like all the news organizations, like the mainstream news, ABC, CNN, Fox, well, I don't know about Fox, Fox is a little different, but all the Democratic type news organizations, they were calling him everything. They were like, oh, this guy's an anti-vaxxer, he doesn't care about people dying, and they try to, they try to cancel him, essentially. Um, yeah. They try to cancel him, they try to take him out, but that's an example where 
you might not like what he has to say. You might not agree with it. You might not, you might hate the man, but he still has like he still has the right to say what he feels, to say what he thinks, or not even his opinion. Like he's oh, just still going. But we're about to wrap up. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, Eli. Let me know if you ever want to talk about this. I can tell you. No, more. no, you can come to my class uh, and we can set up a day. I For sure. It's great. Yeah. But I'm not that you didn't do the middle school student. You know? They need to do this during a school day, too. You know? Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe next year. Did you say middle school? Yeah. This is junior high, not middle school. Sorry. Oh, middle school, right? It's in between. <laughs> <laughs> junior high. Junior high. So it's nice to meet a class. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is junior high. Sorry. Um, but yeah, that's it. So I bring him up because he, he has a podcast, right? And to put it simply, it, people get on him because he's the most famous podcast in the world. He has like 11 million viewers, right, per podcast usually. And the, the mainstream news organizations can't compete with that. Right? They just can't. And they see him as a threat. But if you really look at it, like he's just having a conversation with other people like we are right now. And to say that he's doing something wrong. I mean, you could make that argument, but you could also make the argument that he's just, he's just talking. I'm, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Once again, like, don't believe anything I have to say. I'm just here to just put stuff out there. But I think we'll wrap up there. Closing thoughts. Um, I believe, uh, believe what he's saying. Like, I, if anybody would go against him, I would, like, stand with him and, like, go like what he what he's saying because when I had COVID um it was hard for two weeks of course. Um not gonna lie my mom still forced me to go to school so I was still with my <laughs> friends shake them up, dab them up. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it when I really knew I had it, um so first like three days I had like bad headaches, really bad. My mom just gave me some painkillers. Um, just told me to take those. It was still going on. Um, I would get dizzy every time I stand up in class, or like if I would stand up, or when I wake up and I stand up, I would like get dizzy and feel like everything's moving. And then sometimes I feel like I need to throw up. But I came to school and I really knew when I had it. It's when I could, um, couldn't taste. Mm. Like couldn't taste was like normal for having like being sick. So. I had a stuffy nose, of course, and I think my job, I thought it was like a regular sickness until I got the nose smell, and that I have never gotten no smell in my whole life. Like, I thought it was like your nose just gets stuffed up, and I thought that's what it was. Mm -hmm. But it was like to the point where you actually couldn't smell nothing, like, yeah. you couldn't smell nothing. Like, it was like, it's hard to explain, but you like, you can't smell nothing. And I was like, I was tripping out because because I never got anything like that in my life. But I just got a stuffy nose whenever I got sick. Yeah. So eventually everything else went away except for the stuffy nose. I mean, except for the uh, no smell and no taste. And I felt like a regular human being is just that I couldn't taste and couldn't smell. So every day I would be somewhat happy to wake up to try to see if I was able to taste or smell. And I was every day I would get disappointed because it wouldn't have been. I thought I was just gonna die or something because I couldn't taste or smell. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it kind of helped me though, because at the time I was on the diet, I'm going to go a little off track, I was on the diet, so um, it didn't really matter to me what I ate, because I could taste anything, it's just, some stuff I just don't eat because of the feeling that it has. Yeah, yeah, but so, you bring all of that up, I guess, just to clarify, that like COVID wasn't as serious as you thought it would be? That and because he's like he said, it doesn't really affect kids like that hard or anything. It's just for adults, so kids shouldn't even get the vaccine. Because I still haven't even got the vaccine. I only got it one time. Right. And um and like everything he was saying about the kids needing to be like they don't need to be, but if they're uh, working out stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Well, everybody can so tell I'm I could look like a little overweight. But I still work out and everything, so I think that had to play part in like uh, COVID not affecting me as it would adults. Right. Feel that. Um. Anything else? Any other thoughts? <sighs> no worries. Um, again. Everything that we talked about here is crazy. Like, it, it's so crazy. Like speaking openly about this, because again, it's just it's just hard to say this stuff publicly. Like, I'm I'm over here asking you guys, like, would you be willing to tell the truth, right? And this is my personal dilemma. I feel like I understand the truth a little bit in this situation, but it's so hard for me to talk to people about it because I don't know where they stand. Like, they might be of the position, like, no, 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 we have to get the vaccine, you have to get the booster. Or if you don't do all of those things, you're done, son. And, and I feel like the government probably doesn't want to tell the truth. Like, they don't want to
it's especially scary to put it into your younger generation because I'm not trying to sound mean or rude or anything, but the older generation, they're older, they're, they don't have that much, you right. know, I'm sorry, right. but it's right. going to sound harsh, they don't have that much time left, right? Mm -hmm. So then the kids, you're... That's their whole life ahead of them. So you, yeah. you don't know how, you get to, how they're going to affect, you're going to affect their lives by putting this in them. Like, yeah. You know, you never know if it could be something serious 10 years from now. 100%. So it's, it's scary, it's, it's a hard battle to pick, choose how you want to go about it. And it's sad. Honestly, it's sad because it every, it's messing with everybody's mentality, I feel like. It is. So, it is. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Vern, you, you got something to say to that? Yeah, um, another way I sometimes look at COVID is like movies. Like, so in some movies, they have a word to, they know what's coming, so they try to give everybody the what they need for, like, like, say if a song apocalypse will happen. Yeah. They give everybody what they need because they um, know what's happening and they know as soon as uh, an apocalypse will happen, they know, bam, like that, everybody's gonna be rushing towards the government trying to get, uh, like say, the virus, or the uh, vaccine. If I knew, say if I was a part of the government and I knew that if you didn't get that vaccine, you were gonna get, um, Infected because it was probably airborne or something like that. Yeah. And the zombies weren't gonna mess with you because you had the vaccine on yeah. inside of you. Yeah. Um. Then I would like immediately get the uh, vaccine or something if I would have known that. But yeah. <clears throat> we look at it again like maybe it's flipped for people that don't get the vaccine. Um. And they're like, oh, if you don't get the vaccine, you're gonna be perfectly fine and everybody else around you that got the vaccine is gonna turn to a zombie and it's like, you know what I mean? Like everybody else around you is gonna get the uh, apocalypse inside of them because they got the vaccine. So it, it can go either way. So like sometimes I think it might just have to be a gamble if it's good or not. Like you said, it's only, they only got it in like six months. So for them, to have a cure for something like this so fast, but they still don't have a cure for cancer. Like comparing those two, it's like something's not right. And if you think about it, I'm, this might be a little off track. They um, somehow the person to find the cure for autism, he just died like right, right then, like, like right then and there. As soon as he found the cure for autism, he I don't know where he just died. So it feels like the government might know what they're doing with that as well as uh, with the vaccine for COVID and not having the vaccine for cancer. I feel like, I feel like pharmaceutical runs the world. Like they, I don't know, because it, it goes back to what I had er said earlier. The ones who, how he said, the ones who probably care for autism or not. What did you say happened? Um, as soon as he found the cure for autism, he just died and they never got his cure. They, he just Out died. there, right? So just like Dr. Sebai, he found his cure for, what was it, AIDS? Mm -hmm. And there's, there's nothing out there until the day, right? Right. Or, so it's just like, I feel like pharmaceutical, they want to make their money off of medicine. Yeah. The vaccine is, I mean, it's free. Yeah. But I feel like 
No, they're definitely getting cashed out. Yeah, so for sure, hundred percent. Like, Ain't nothing for y'all. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's, it's a crazy world. Like, hundred percent. It just makes you question and question and question. It does. Because, it does. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. I'm just, like, mind blown because you just come with so many questions from answering one question and then it's like... Yep. Yep. No, I... I look, this is great. This is great. And just to touch upon it, I think this is a good way to wrap it up. We do have to leave in, like, five minutes. But I, this was a fantastic conversation. So... To touch upon, let's try to combine that, right? Like, one of the things, the people that speak out against our, let's call it our handling of COVID, our response to COVID, the people that criticize it, the pharmaceutical companies is definitely something that they point out in this situation, right? Pfizer, Moderna, uh, I don't know what the other one, Johnson & Johnson, right? Like, for most of recent history, the pharmaceutical companies are really well known to lie about information, to uh, advertise their products, their medicines that either will make people more sick or will turn them into addicts, right? Uh, one of the big ones is like the opioid situation where they were giving these people like really strong pain medications and all of a sudden that's getting them addicted and making them go into harder drugs. And this is, this is not like conspiracy theory. This is not like, oh, what if? Like there have been court cases, right? And here's an easy example. Just do a Google search on the largest criminal fine paid in the United States. Vern, can you do it? Do you mind doing it? The Actually, I'll just do it right here. Because I, I know the answer, but I just want to make sure. Largest criminal fine in U.S. history. Huh? Okay, no worries. Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. Right. And they're one of the main companies putting out the vaccine. And it's like, look, not everything that they do is bad, right? Not everything that they do is trying to harm people. But it does really make you wonder, like, at the end of the day, their business and all they're trying to do is make money. However they do that, I mean, they're going to do it the right way. They're going to do it a shady way. Who really knows, right? And... That's one of the crazy things is like all of a sudden people that used to criticize the pharmaceutical companies now all of a sudden are like, no, no, but it's okay because we need the vaccines to protect us. Yeah. And they don't want to even question anymore. Right? What's so scary is even the CDC doesn't really know much as well because a while back, a few months back, I read like a um, article saying that Um, no worries. He heard us talking about the vaccine. He's like,
they don't have an answer yes. themselves. So yes, absolutely. It's hard for one to even believe what one is saying about saying, oh, the vaccine is going to prevent you from getting COVID. Yep. But it's not. You still get it. It's just the risk you've got to take if you're going to get it really bad or not. Because there's some people who get the vaccine and still get COVID and still get it really, really bad. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like, yep. You, know, you can't go into it thinking you're never ever going to get this virus. Right. So it's just like, I don't know. Right. I feel like that's where they're misleading a lot of people as well. Yep. And I think we'll wrap up here. One of the things that you talked about was like, since the beginning, um, they didn't really know how to handle the situation, right? Like, they're just kind of like, damn, well, we have to tell the American people, the public, the world, something. Right, we have to make it look like we understand yeah. the situation. Meanwhile, in the background, we're like, shit, I don't really know how to do this. Yeah. I don't really know how to handle this. And that's another critique that people will say. And it, it's like, it's related to leadership, right? Like if you're in a position of power, if you're a leader of a company, a leader of a country, a state, whatever, there has to be a willingness to, to admit, to openly say to people, I'm not exactly sure, yeah. right? You ask me, like, let's say, Ricardo, you ask me a question like, what is this? What is this theory, right? You asked me that one time, like, what is astral projection? I would be lying to you if I said I really knew, right? So I have two options in that situation, maybe more. I can say, I can make up a, a BS answer and make it seem like I know what I'm talking about, or I can be honest with you and say, yeah, I don't really know. Let me get back to you on that, right? And that's what people say is like, look, we don't expect people in politic, po politicians and people in power to know everything. That's not what the American public expects. What they do expect is honesty. If you don't know what you're talking about, be honest about it and say, we're trying our best to figure it out. That's the one thing that I think has been missing throughout this entire time period. Yeah. And that in that what they say is it erodes trust. Like, I can't trust you if you're not willing to tell me that you don't know. Yeah. And after that, anything that you say to me, I'm not going to listen to. You break their trust. What do they say about trust? Trust is really hard to gain, really easy to break. Yeah. Right? And once that happens... No worries, no worries, no worries, no worries. You said, um, or, like, you know, um, it breaks trust, like, government-wise. They're telling us this is good for us, vaccine is good for us. Yet, some of us see how it's not. So, like, you can see them, like, being kind of, like, going back on their own words, where you're kind of questioning, like, I thought they just said this, why are they now saying? Okay. Yes. No, yes. So how are you gonna expect for your own people to believe your the government, which is supposed to run everything? Like mm -hmm. that, that's it, it shouldn't be like that. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 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 And at the very least, I think the idea is like, let's have a conversation about yeah. this, right? Like, yeah. you switched up. First, you said masks work, or first you said masks don't work. Yeah. Then you said masks do work. Then you went back. Yeah. It's like, can we talk about that? Versus, oh, no, no, no. You just have to listen to what we say. This is the information right now. We can't even talk about it at all. And like you said, there's that level of trust that, hey, you got to 
Figure it out. Figure it out. And there it is. So I'll leave with this. A um, couple things, real quick, just to fire off some points. The American, one of the critics, the critiques of the American healthcare like system, is that if they really wanted people to be healthy, they would be talking about how to live a healthy life. Like, what is a healthy lifestyle look like, versus oh, just take these medicines, right? And Obviously, there's an incentive to taking medicines, right? If you're sick, you need medicines, that means you have to buy our stuff. Yeah. If you're a healthy person, if you exercise, you sleep right, you keep your mental right, you don't need to go to the doctor, you don't need medicines, that's no money for all these pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest critiques about the American healthcare system. It's like nobody is talking about how to live a healthy life, yeah. at least publicly. Um, Ah, dang, I lost the other thought. I was related to telling the truth. Some, some related to that. But hey, I forgot. It's all right. Honestly, that was a pretty good conversation. Ricardo, I know you were falling asleep, but hopefully you got some of that. Regardless, though, at the end of this, I'll, I'll put it on uh, YouTube so you guys, can, uh, you guys can access it later. So I'm going to end the recording.